Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you're not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way... I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with, like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills, and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Bobby Rio on with us. And he is the king of turning nice guys into attractive guys. And he is going to share with us today the five most attractive traits that all men need to have and all men can easily get. And he's going to tell us how on today's episode. So keep listening. Quarantine buddies, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a guy who helps nice guys be not so nice anymore, Bobby Rio. Hey, Bobby, what's happening? How are you surviving? Yeah, doing all right. How are you guys doing? Losing it. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen said she's on her last day right now. She's like, this is it. It's, out. it's over for me. Well, I, 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 my whole life, I've been quarantined like by choice. And now that it's not by choice... I'm losing it. And I thought I could ace this thing. I've been training I, for I years I was actually thinking this. that about you, that you would be yeah. so wonderful at this. Like, have you noticed a difference? But obviously this is getting to you. It's just the limitation. Yeah. Right? yeah I like to go, I like to go get a coffee. I like to go like, you know, go to a bar, that kind of stuff that I need to serve my mental health, basically. I know. I know. We'll have a little tips for, for quarantining before we start getting into the nice guy. So what are one thing that each of us are doing to see a brighter side? to this or one thing that we're doing to stay sane. So Kristen, you go first. With my cereal instead of milk, I'm using arsenic. <laughs> and how about you, Bobby? What are you doing to stay sane? Just a lot of walking. <laughs> I have a uh, sort of a walkway on my my boulevard that I live on. I just literally walk up and down it, you know, <laughs> the, the extent of getting outside right now. So I'm taking advantage yeah. of it. Perfect. The one thing I'm doing is trying to dance as much as possible, even though my me kids too. won't dance with me. Yeah, I did. I started a TikTok page, Marnie. You should oh, um, you did? check out my smooth dance moves. I'm actually a good dancer. And oh, so I have been, that has been helping me. 
dancing. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I tried to get my kids to do a hip hop video this morning, like a, an instruction. They're like, we don't want to do hip hop. So I did like a, a hip hop lesson yeah, for right. four year olds by myself. <laughs> but it was a blast and it, it put me in a better mood. Hurt my back, but it put me into a, a better mood. But anyway, now we're going to talk about something that, that the people are listening want to hear about because we don't want to hear about the quarantine. This is, this is time for escape and for learning and bettering yourself, whether or not you're actually putting these things to practice. It doesn't really matter right now. It's about internalizing everything and understanding and, and getting a grasp on concepts. So today, I brought Bobby on because I saw... I've known him for a very long time, actually. So separate from seeing an amazing video that he made, I've, I've known him for 10, 12 something years. I don't even know. I'm aging both of us. But he's always delivered like unbelievable advice that's very in line with what I also guide guys on. And I stumbled upon this video of his that was mainly providing advice for older men. And it was talking about five traits. I forget exactly the title. Older men need to attract women. I totally forget what it was, but I watched the entire video and I was mesmerized by this video because number one, Bobby's delivery is perfect. And just the way that he explains things was excellent. So I asked Bobby to come on and talk about those five traits. And and the thing is, I just want to make one little caveat before I, I let him talk, is that these traits weren't only for older men. They were traits that other men can use as well. And one of the key traits that that stood out that he talked about was certainty. So Bobby is on the line right now, and I'd love for him to first introduce himself, explain who he is, and then dive into this concept of certainty. And then hopefully we'll get into the other the other traits. But Bobby, welcome. Yeah, as Marnie said, you know, she had mentioned the video and it was geared towards older guys, but the traits that I talked about in that video actually are universally attractive traits that men can have. Older guys, if they're sort of maturing the right way, naturally develop a lot of these, but it doesn't mean younger guys can't have them or be affected by them. Uh, you know, as Marnie said, we've known each other for, you know, 12 years. We've both been dating coaches and, and that's essentially what I've been doing is for the past 12 years, working both one-on-one with clients and also doing a lot of group trainings and, and, and stuff like that. And funny enough with that video, it was specifically because I found over the last few years, more and more of my clients are getting older and older, which is... That's because we're getting older. That's why. I'm, I have I'm just, that yeah, too. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 20-year-olds aren't, aren't relating to me anymore, I guess. Right. But, They're like, who's this fuddy-duddy exactly? Yeah, yeah there was you know a handful of qualities that I think, like you said, they they generally make men attractive to begin with, right? And they're not yeah. like tactics. They're more mindsets that you can either develop. Some, some people develop them naturally. Some people have to be conscious of them. And uh, when you do start sort of implementing them, you do notice that not only from women, you actually just get more respect in general from, from other guys or from people in your life, the more you embrace these. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you one little question because I know that you said that the video was geared towards older men, but they are universal. If a 20-year-old pulled off some of these traits, do you think that it would still be attractive to 20 young 20-year-old women? Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't really discuss the traits in this video yet, but you know, things like integrity, right? I don't think any woman is going to go, yeah, I I don't like that guy because he has integrity or things like, you know, certainty. It could come across as cocky if a 20-year-old is is doing it, but I still think in general that women tend to react the same way to these. Okay. So these are definitely universal. So yeah, let's dive into them. Girls, even at 20 years old, like guys that are a little older. So if you're 20 and you're a dude, that may make you appear more sophisticated and older. So it could actually help attract girls. True. Yeah. yeah. 
And one thing I just last thing on the older guy aspect of it is the older you are, the more important it is to embrace these is really what the point was, is that if you're an older guy and you don't have these, it's really, really hard to be attractive to women, especially younger women, if, if you're not certain, right? So the older you get, the more important it is that you do develop these. Let's dive into these five traits because I want to hear what they are because I do think that they're extremely important. And I'd love to discuss how people can gain these traits. Yeah. So the first trait, one that you mentioned a couple of times is this idea of certainty, right? And a lot of people wonder what confidence is. And in a lot of ways, confidence is certainty. It's projecting that whatever decision you're making in a moment, you're comfortable with it, right? You're not second guessing yourself. I agree with you absolutely with the certainty thing. And I think when I come across not very confident, it's whenever I'm looking for validation or something to reinforce my point of view or my joke, even right now on this podcast, this line, if I deliver it with less certainty, people won't really buy it and there won't be much respect for me. So you really do have to own things. Yeah. And what happens is a lot of guys, I've noticed, right? A guy will, you know, I'll be coaching a guy and he'll say, yeah, I have this woman I want to ask her out. And so I sent her a text saying, is Tuesday night good for you? Or is Thursday night better? And do you like sushi? If sushi's not okay, we can get something else. And I'm like, just be clear with what you want. You don't have to wonder if she's not going to like that. All right. You know, it doesn't matter. It's more important that you come across like firm in what you're doing than wishy-washy and sort of backpedaling and, and nervous to ask her what you want to do. I totally agree with you on that. What do you do though if say the girl doesn't like sushi and she doesn't want to eat that? How do you oh. still remain concise and strong and certain? Unless a woman had a extreme objection to like raw fish, right? I, I think if you like somebody, you're going to go along with it, right? I'm not, I'm a vegetarian, but if, if I was into a girl and she's like, you want to go to this vegan place? I'd probably go because I just, even though it's not, not like my first choice. So I think if somebody likes you, that being with you is what they're actually after, right? So if she doesn't like sushi, she can get, you know, sushi places have teriyaki chicken there. Like there's something she'll be able to eat. So you shouldn't worry about, well, if she doesn't like sushi, what, what am I going to do? Right. Of course, you're not going to force her to go there. If she goes, I really don't want sushi, then you, then you suggest something else. But my point is, I'm certain you will like sushi. (laughs) So, so what is the way to phrase it? So when you, when you do ask a woman out so that you're not wishy washy and you are acting more certain so that there's a balance between being certain and being aggressive or disrespectful. I always tell guys like sell the event rather than yourself, right? Say like, yeah, I I know this place. It's the best, whatever, whatever it is, right? I know the place is going to make this Mexican place has the best margaritas in the world. We're going to go there. Let's have a couple of them relax after work. You know, we're the quarantine at the moment that line wouldn't work, but you know, just selling it, right? Just selling it. Like it's going to be great. Even if it's a little hole in the wall place, if you're like confident that it's a great place, she's going to go there thinking it's a great place. If you act, if you walk into there nervous that she's not going to like this and the whole time you're going, are you having fun? Is, is this place okay? If, if you don't like it here, we can leave. You come across really insecure. Insecure is the antithesis of, of certainty, right? Insecurity is a major turnoff to women. And I think that a big, you know, we're using examples of, you know, where to go. But in general, certainty isn't everything, right? It's the opposite of, you know, neediness in a lot of ways comes from uncertainty, right? We need that constant assurance from a woman that she's into us. So we're, are are you having a good time? Like if she's not texting us back right away, did I do something wrong? All of that is you saying, 
I'm not really sure you like me, so I need you to to tell me. I need you to to pat me on the back and say you're doing okay. And and that's not attractive to women. Right. So then, how do you balance that? Because I I like the follow up question that Christian did have before. Like, what do you do afterwards if and when she's not reacting or responding the way that you want her to? So, for example, if you do really like a girl, you've gone on a couple of dates with her, and she mm-hmm. is starting to pull away a little bit, maybe not being as responsive as before. How do you still show? that certainty in the fact that you like her, you would like to continue dating her, but you're not going crazy because she's pulling away. So what what are the steps there to either get her back or at least display that you're still calm? Well, it's all about enjoyment. So, so sometimes guys will say to me, right, in, in a situation where you, which, which you just said, one of the things that I always say is if a girl's pulling away and it's getting harder to get her out, you know, you can back off a little bit. And then what I usually say is you want to put yourself in a position where you're not going to get rejected because a lot of guys go, well, what if she says no to going out, right? And one of the ways I say, well, invite her out in a way that it doesn't matter the outcome, right? So for instance, let's just say on Friday night, my friend's band is playing and I was going to go see his band. I would be going there anyway. So I would say, hey, this Friday night, I, my, my friend's band's playing. He's really great. You should come, right? I'm going to be going anyway. So even if she comes back and says, oh, I can't go, I don't have that sense of rejection because I'm still going, whether or not she shows up. So the certainty there is that I'm certain I'm still going to enjoy myself and you are more than welcome to come with. If you choose not to, then I'm certain that I'll find somebody else or I'm certain I'll still have a good time, right? Is that is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, I mean, with with because you know your question of is she, if she's pulling away, well, it's it's hard to say. Well, what is the reason she's pulling away? Right? Is she right. is she not feeling it? Is she seeing somebody else? A lot of times, I tell guys that you know you have to understand in this day and age, timing is huge, right? Because women and guys, but women are usually talking to multiple people. If if you met a woman on Tinder, you're not the only guy she's talking to at that point in time, right? Right. So. It could just be that she's like confused. She's got a couple guys she's talking to. She doesn't know what to do. So you have to keep that in mind and be okay with it and, and be confident that like, hey, I can reach back out. If, if she's not telling me, hey, I'm not into you, it's okay to continue to reach out as long as you're not emotionally invested in it, right? If you're sitting at your phone worried constantly, oh my God, she didn't text me back and you're right. thinking about her nonstop. Well, that now you're too emotionally invested. And at that point, I say, you, you got to walk away because it's just killing too much of your, your, your mental space. But if you're not, if you're cool with it and you're going, hey, like I understand in this day and age, we just met. I've only gone on one one date with her, two dates with her. We're not exclusive at this point. So she may still be exploring her options. And I'm going to take the frame that you know I'm her best option. I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to be nervous to do it. Like I said, unless I find myself or my client finds himself so emotionally attached to the outcome that, that it, it, it starts bothering him. Yeah. And then so for in, in those situations, do you suggest that they just sort of drop it and just walk away from the situation and find other ways to boost their confidence? Yeah. If they're too emotionally attached and they're not getting a good response from her, I say, listen, just put it on the back burner for now. Go out there, meet more people, have have more fun. And you know, you, there's nothing that stops you from like two weeks from now or three weeks from now. Hey, Chrissy, I was scrolling through my phone and realized it, it's a shame we disconnected. What What are you up to? You know, just... Yeah, just reaching back out because you don't know the timing could have changed. She could have been in a whatever going through her point in that life. You reach back out and it's fine, right? A lot of times it's the ego, like our ego just doesn't want to do that because it's like, well, now I gave in. But 
if you don't look at it that way, if you look at it this from this aspect of timing, it does not, it's not her rejecting me. It's like, we don't really know what's going on in her life and she doesn't know what's going on in my life, right? Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's go to the next trait because I think that that was wonderfully said and explained because I think that especially right now, I think all of us are hyper-focused on connecting to pass our time. So a lot of our emotions can be even elevated or even exaggerated a bit because we're putting so much energy into people who are giving us attention. So exactly what you just said is a, is a wonderful tip. Like even if you're at home and you're not going out and dating, you can let that person go who you were talking to and go focus on other women or other things or other hobbies or other things that you can do for yourself. And then as you just said, go back a week later, check in and just say like, hey, we disconnected, we stopped talking. Like, what are you up to? I, I, I love that. So let's go on to trait number two. I think we lost Kristen, but... uh. She's dead weight anyway, so who needs no, I'm, her? I'm here. I just turned <laughs> off my camera because you, oh. you guys can't... If I can't see you, you ain't seeing me. It's not fair. <gasps> That's true. I know. My light's off. My kids came in and they're like, turned my lights off in the closet. So now you can't see me. Um, but yeah, so let's go on to trait number two. So the next thing, I guess, and this kind of relates to certainty, this this idea of claim, right? And I know that when I say this, there's always going to be that, well, in the Me Too movement, how can you say to claim? But it's not about... Harvey Weinsteining. It's about being comfortable that, you know, men and women for as long, they kiss, right? At the end of a date, if a date's good, you generally kiss, right? But what I find is a lot of clients nowadays, they're waiting for the woman to say it's okay, right? I have so many people that they're like three dates and they're like, we went on three dates. They've been always good. And I'm like, well, so I mean, what happened? Do you sleep with her? Where are you guys at in that level? Oh, well, I haven't tried to kiss her yet. And I'm going, well, you just told me you had three amazing dates. Why not? And I'm like, well, I, I couldn't tell if she wanted me to kiss her. And, you know, that's sort of, it kind of ties into this idea of certainty, right? Like if you're certain that you're a good option for her, you're not going to be wondering that, right? You're, you're not going to, if you feel it, right? If you, and, and I always preface that, like there's got to be a vibe there, right? You know, if you're completely delusional, it's a completely different story. But, you know, you've got to be willing to go, hey, like, I'm okay with this, right? I'm okay asserting my masculinity, right? You're a woman, I'm a man, like I can do that. I don't need you to to hold my hand and tell me it's okay, which more and more guys, I don't know if it's a sort of a generational thing or what, or if maybe they're just freaked out because they they hear all these stories, but I find more and more guys are very, very uncomfortable taking it to that intimate level nowadays with a woman. 100%. So, so how do they do that? So how can they still be respectful? Mm-hmm. of anything Harvey Weinstein-ish or Me Too or potentially assaulting, because you never know. There are some women out there who are who are just going to have that energy or that point of view where anything that they're not asked beforehand is some sort of assault on them. That is like a small percentage of the population, but just in case. So I understand the fear for a lot of men. So yeah. how how do they go about claiming, stating their masculinity, but still being respectful of the woman that they're going out with. So let's just say you're out with a woman and you're not really sure, right? Some guys go, well, I'm not really sure. I said, well, you know, that's, that's uncertainty. But let's just say you're out and you're like, I don't know. She seems to be having fun, but is she just being friendly with me, right? Right. One of the things I say is, well, we'll guide her somewhere, right? Say, hey, let's go take a walk outside. Put your hand out like you're going like to walk her through the crowd. And if she holds your hand walking you through the crowd, well, okay, you, you at least know she's comfortable enough with you to do that. Because hands are very intimate, right? Like if you're holding hands with a woman, it's a very intimate thing. So if you go to hold her hand and she, you, you kind of feel her kind of shiver or get like nervous or she pulls her hand away or you sense that, that she got kind of weirded out by that, 
Well, then obviously you're not at that point yet, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna put your arm around her. You're not gonna get any, you still either have to continue to develop more rapport with her, more attraction with her, or you have to see how, how it goes. But if she does that, right? If, if she walks with you and she, and, you, and she walks you through the crowd and then you're holding her hand for a little bit, well, now you know, okay, it's on in terms of she's into me at least enough to let me hold her hand throughout that, right? Yeah. Guys don't realize that. They, they think it's all or nothing. They go, well, at the, they wait to the end of the date and then they're like, well, how do I kiss her now? And they haven't done any of that the entire time that they've hung out with her. Um, all these little things actually tell you a lot more than, than, you know, going for the kiss at the end of the night. To me, just doing like a mutual hand caress is like very much more of a intimate thing a lot of times for a woman than even kissing. Yeah, absolutely. You know what move I love? And it's not like a prolonged thing necessarily. So it's not like she'd be allowing you to touch her for an extended period of time. But I think when you're doing the walk down a sidewalk and you happen to be on the side that's closer to the buildings and she's on the side closer to the road and you kind of take her gently by the shoulders and almost move her physically to the yeah. other side so that yeah. you're protecting her. So she's yeah, not even nice press her part. lower back at that point, like something yeah. that gives you like that space to touch up and then yeah. shift her to the other side. I love that as well. I think it's very masculine. Yeah, you can tell a lot by how a woman reacts to that. If she sort of like steps further away from you after you do that to make sure you don't touch her again, that is a big sign that she's not ready to be touched and something else needs to be built up. But if she's like, oh, that was kind of nice and stays more close to you so that she's available for another touch, then that's definitely a sign that she's going in that direction with you. I love that. Yeah, that, those are those are good, definitely. And, and guys just have to have that in mind, right? Because a lot of guys, they go, well, you know, she put me in the friend zone, right? That's a common thing that you probably hear too with a lot of your uh, clients. Oh, yeah. And I go, I go you know, a woman generally doesn't put you in there. You put yourself in the friend zone by the way you act towards her. If you're yeah. hanging out with her for three days and you're not even holding her hand, you're not doing anything, well, you're actually telling her like, hey, this is just a friendship type thing, you know? And don't be uh, offended when after the fourth time you try to, you tell her you like her or something, she's like, oh, well, I, I just don't have those feelings for you. But, well, of course she doesn't because you were acting like this neutered friend for three dates, you know? Right. So. <laughs> yeah, so she's not going to see you that way. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. But so, Kristen, can I ask you a question? Yes, I can't yes. see you, so I don't know if you're okay. So <laughs> when you have been on dates with guys and you're seeing them as a friend, how open are you to touching? So like what happens when they do try to initiate touch with you? What is What are the subtle things that you do in that moment to show that you're not in that same space as them? Well, the first thing I'm thinking of is like, I've gone to the movies with a friend of mine and we've been friends for a long time, but he's always hinted at like dating and wanting more. And we went, when we were at the movies, I remember sitting next to him, of course, I didn't do like a space between us, but my leg, I almost sat masculine. Like, like I sat, you know, when a dude crosses his legs yeah. and he puts his ankle on his, on his knee. Yeah. I remember sitting like that and kind of looking down thinking, well, if I actually liked this guy next to me, I would not feel comfortable at this point sitting like this. I was not concerned right. about looking feminine or, and, you know, and I got a massively huge drink, you know, that's like eight pounds of soda. <laughs> and so it was little things like that, that I think indicated that I didn't even do on purpose that made me realize that, yeah, I'm not attracted to this yeah. guy, but that I like him. Sense. Yeah, exactly. But, but you like him. And because, and so if he were to touch you, do you think that you would allow that? Would it change no, your behavior around him? 
I would probably, with no offense taken, I wouldn't be uptight. I wouldn't react like a maniac, but I would probably just kind of like, all right, now I'm going to crank up my even more asexual behavior toward this person. So I think you would see an influx of masculine of like farts and verbs and yes like checking out other dudes while you're with him yeah 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 and even going like oh that guy's cute stuff like that yeah subtle signals there i do have one question for right now for quarantining so for people who are virtually dating is there i know this is hard for us to imagine sometimes but like is there a way to state claim in a virtual world because there is no kissing there is no touching how do you do that in this space Ask them to go get a tattoo and you watch and have them FaceTime it of their yeah. name <laughs> on their shoulder. It's, it's tough, right? Because yeah. there's all yeah. these little subtleties that we don't have anymore to say, yeah, we're interested. I don't think you can. I mean, unless both parties really verbally say it and are very comfortable and really into each other and comfortable with the fact that they're into each other, I don't think there's a way to subtly state claim. I think it would be, I'm really enjoying this. I can't wait to get together in real life. And I want this to be more. And I know I do, even though we haven't really physically gotten to be together. What do you think? I think that's really... Yeah. Or even saying things like, oh, I know it's so bad right now, but I like, there's nothing more I would like than to be able to hold your hand right now or touch you or something like that. Is there something that's coming to mind for you, Bobby? Like I'm, I'm sort of tongue tied on this right now, but some, something well, in that direction. Yeah. I, I think what you just said is what I had this similar discussion with a, uh, a client recently. I go, it's kind of great because he, he was in a situation where he wasn't really sure what was going on. And like, it was, and I go, you have this, this sort of built-in barrier, right? And you can use this built-in barrier to your advantage, right? Because you can say something using it, knowing that you're not really going to do it. Like you just said, right? If it wasn't for this quarantine, I would totally be coming to to your place right now, right? Or like, yeah. So you can use it and you can kind of get away with a little bit more because you both know you can't do it. So you can kind of say those things and it's sort of like a... In real life, it would be a false barrier, right? Like sometimes if you're out and you go, if I didn't have to get up early tomorrow, I'd totally come back to your place, right? And sort of this false barrier. But this is like a real barrier, right? You have like a real barrier that you can use and kind of push it a little bit more because of that. And similar to exactly what you said, right? If I can leave my house, I'd totally come over to your house right now and we'd go do, you know, jump in our pool together or something like that. You know, something that's a little, a little intimate, not sometimes you can sense the vibe. And I know that there's definitely guys and girls out there that will go even more, you know, dirty than right. that. But I'm not, you know, going to suggest that right here. I'm even something like you, like you said, you know, grab and touch your hand or we could totally go, you know, jump in a pool together. So something like that is a little intimate, but she would get the idea of what you're, you're getting across. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back after this and discuss the other three traits. So keep listening. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. All right, we are back. Have you guys noticed that when you watch TV now and you see people touching, like it feels weird to, <laughs> to see them touch or embrace in some way? Do you, Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's almost like they're breaking a law. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do. I feel like we're in the Hunger Games or something. Like I don't even know. Very, very <laughs> strange. Okay, let's get on to uh, the three other traits because I love it. So we have certainty, claim. Sure. The next one is this idea of not being non-reactive, and what that means is that whether it's emotionally non-reactive or verbally non-reactive, a lot of times what happens is guys feel the need 
to defend or explain themselves when a woman makes a comment, right? And I used the example, this happened to me one time, I was out with some friends and I was wearing like gym sneakers to a uh, a bar, right? Because I hadn't planned on going out and some girl I'm talking to looks, she goes, I hate when guys wear those kind of sneakers out. And, you know, back then I just I go, oh, well, you know, I, was, I wasn't really planning on going out. I was just coming here. I was with my friend. Like, I totally explained why I was you know, right. wearing them, right? Like, and when you do that, you're sort of giving away, you talk about masculine power, you're just giving it all away. You're saying like, oh my God, I have to, I have to explain myself and impress you and tell you, tell you all these things where it's like, if somebody goes, I, I don't like that. It's like, oh, that's cool. Right. Or, or like, thanks for the fashion advice. Like, right. who cares? Right. Like you, you should don't let her to. smell them. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to. I mean, some guys take it to the extreme. They're like, well, I'm going to tell her and, and they use it as a chance to get sarcastic back. I'm like, just let it roll off you, right? Just, yeah. just being non-reactive is not about coming back with with a, a sarcastic comeback. Well, you could also use it as an opportunity to show how how great you are at kind of being insulted, and you take it like a opportunity be, to become playful. So you can say, "Really, you don't like these? I think they look amazing. You wouldn't wear these on the runway," and just kind of go with it as a as a tool to show that you're you're a funny dude. Yeah. The funny way, yeah, like, you don't like these? My mom totally likes these, you know, like, right. just a joke like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, the idea is to not explain yourself, though, which, you know, a lot of guys do. And even, even you know, I have clients where they'll send a woman a text, and then they'll start worrying, like, did she get the joke, you know, because she doesn't, like, respond right away. And then they, they, like, they follow up, like, hey, did you know that was just a joke? And I'm like, dude, you're just, like, you're coming across as so just insecure, right? You're just so, you can just tell that you're sitting there worried, right? Now, obviously this isn't about not apologize. I always tell guys, if you actually offend a woman, right? It's, you apologize. It's not about not apologizing, but it's not about, it's, it's about not explaining yourself when you don't have to. And too many guys feel the need, originally an older clients, right? Of mine where a woman, you know, how old are you? And the minute they do that, a woman says, how old are you? All of a sudden the guy goes, well, you know, I'm 50, but I look, I look young, right? I, I don't, I, I mean, I mean, shit. He's like, tries to, I mean, first of all, you probably know that every old 50 year old guy says he looks young. They all every think they look young. certain, every guy for my email coaching, I'm 52, but I look 34. Yeah, Trust I, me, I, everybody I, says I, it. I'm like, no, I, you probably look 52. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a 50 year old client, like not say he looks, you know, 35, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, but they, they go into that with the woman, right? Like they, like they start explaining, but I'm really young. And I'm like, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to do any of that. Right. Like you, you're 52. She goes, you don't have to go into, you know, selling yourself to her, right? Like just be comfortable with the fact that you're 52. There's a lot of advantages you have at 52, right? You don't need to go, you don't need to sell, you don't need to say, well, I look younger or, you know, I, whatever, I work out all the time. So I'm really in shape. Like all of that is, is being reactive, right? It's because you feel like, oh my God, she might not like me all of a sudden. I got to do something to make her, her like me. Right. Or she's testing you in some way to see if you're a weak 52 year old. So what's the, what's the right way to respond to that? Just to say like, I'm 52. Yeah. You can go on 52. Sometimes, you know, if you want to be playful, if a girl, you know, I, I tell guys, it, it, it depends on your personality, right? So right. if you're a playful guy, you know, you can say, you can make a joke back. If a younger girl, so, so how old are you? You go, how much do you weigh? Like, yeah. it, you know, it's, <laughs> like it's, it's, these are personal questions or, or old enough to not answer that question. Right. You know, you could be play, playful back, right? Or you can just say, you know, 52 and a half, like if you want to be playful. Right. Um, the, the point is like, there's, you know, you, you can answer it based on your personality as long as you're not going, oh no, I need to like let her know it's okay that I'm 52 and, you know, I'm really young for my age and all that sort of stuff. And as long as you don't even, even if you handle it right, 
internally, you have to be okay with it, right? Internally, yeah. you can't start, oh my God, she thinks of me as the old guy now, or she thinks of me as the guy with the gym shoes on at the bar. So she's probably not going to like me. And all of a sudden you're all thrown off your game because you think that she said something that showed disapproval for you. And then all of a sudden your whole game crumbles, right? It's, it's really about sort of having a mind like water. Like a woman can say something to you, but you're so certain in yourself, right? She doesn't mm-hmm. like your gym shoes, right? She doesn't like your gym shoes. But you know what? It doesn't matter. At least matter. they go to the gym. Yeah. yeah, she can go to the gym. And plenty of women don't like certain things about guys, but they still wind up dating them, right? I mean, I'm oh, my, yeah. my girl, my wife probably, there's a million things she doesn't like about, you know, things I wear. I don't like things 70% I of the things my husband does. And I still yeah. win them. <laughs> but yeah. it's absolutely true. Like the defending, it's a huge trigger button for me because my father is like the ultimate defender. And he was he was never confident in the things that he was saying to me. He would always defend whatever he said to me. So now, even when my husband does defend, it gets under my skin because I'm like, I've got you. It's, I, I've got you at this point because you're defending yourself to me. It's a it's a weaker stance, and that's how it feels in that moment, whether you're dating or in a relationship. When there is that need to defend. So let's say somebody is in a relationship and they're not in the the dating phase, and they are interacting with their wife or their girlfriend and the wife or girlfriend does say something to them that gets under their skin. How do they handle that without going deep into explaining or defending? What's what's the confident stance there? So for example, if a girlfriend comes in and says, did you take the trash out? So sometimes the gut reaction is, I take the trash out every day or I, I always take the trash out or I did it four times last week. In as that's the response. What is the better way to the simple question? Okay, yeah. What, what I tell guys and, and what I do myself, right, is if I don't really have, if you don't know what to say, you can never go wrong with just like a playful smirk, right? Did you take the trash out? Like like a playful, guilty smirk, right? Like just smirk and like whatever, right? Don't react. And because uh, it's tough, you know, especially when you're dealing with like a wife or a longtime girlfriend, it's very easy to get triggered by them, right? Because it's like you're automatically reacting to what they're doing. And a lot of times you just have to remember that's just their shit, right? She's, you have to eventually go, okay, she's obsessed with the trash or she's obsessed with taking shoes off in the hat. Like you gotta, and and, and you're not, and you just have to accept that and just kind of, kind of smile about it or smirk about it. And then, you know, it depends. Like, you know, if taking out the trash is like not that hard, just take it out, right? It's not, you're not gonna lose points by taking out the trash. But like you said, or getting into that, I took it out last time and you never take it out. It's just unnecessary. You're, you're bringing negativity into things. It just doesn't need to be there. Right. I totally agree. All right, let's go get, let's get on to the next trait because I think that that was perfectly explained. Sure. So integrity is the next trait. And you know, there's a lot of different definitions of integrity. You know, People say it's like doing the right thing when it doesn't matter. It, you know, doing uh, you know, your, real, your real self. To me, yeah, it's about how you act when shit isn't going well, right? And a lot of people can be the man, the confident guy, the smooth guy, everything when things are going well, right? Everybody can be Mr. Confident, Mr. Cool. But it's like when something happens, like who steps up, right? And, you know, I've, I've seen this with people, right? There's people that, that I've known where it's like, we've gotten into trouble together. They've been totally like acting like the best person in the world. And you get in trouble together and then they're like immediately wanting to just save themselves, right? They're just willing to just just totally save themselves. I remember once with with this girl that I was kind of friends with, kind of dating, kind of friends with, and she's driving and uh, and we both had been drinking a little bit and she's driving and 
we get in a car and she's like runs and she goes, I'm telling them you were driving. And like in that moment, it was like, I go, you have no, like everything you projected before that just came out right in that moment. So that, that's one element, right? Doing doing the right thing in the moment. But it's also about, to me, it, it also is about personal responsibility more than mm-hmm. anything, right? And a lot of guys have a woe is me attitude. Like, oh, I'm in this situation because my parents didn't do this or my ex-girlfriend wounded me or she cheated on me and now I can't trust women or they have a, an excuse, right? And to me, integrity is really about getting rid of that and owning it, right? I am 100% responsible for my life, right? If you can just internalize that and project it with everything you do, you will be more successful, also more attractive, right? Because you're not looking for somebody else to blame. You're not, you're willing to step up and that's attractive to women because they can sense the guy. I mean, women say this all the time, like they can tell if a guy is going to be a guy that they can count on versus a guy that is is going to let them down, right? A guy that's going to... And you want to project that and you have to live it in order to project it. You can't fake integrity. That's kind of what I meant because you can fake it until until something goes wrong and then it comes out, right? You can project that, hey, I'm this guy, I've got my shit together. But then all of a sudden, when you know the shit hits the fan, you're the first one who just you know takes the easy road. Right. Well, so how come some women, and this is what I'm sure some guys are thinking now, like that, yes, integrity sounds wonderful, but some douchebags and players and bad boys out there definitely do not have integrity, yet they still get the girl. Why is that? Well, because I think partly it's, there's, you know, a lot of factors that make a woman fall for a guy, right? There's things that you can control. There's things that you can manipulate if you're learning the game a little bit, right? Uh, You know, women fall for guys. A lot of it has to do with uncertainty, right? thinking about a guy, being confused about what a guy wants. It's like all these things are sort of negative traits in a way, like because you're, you're kind of messing with her head a little bit. And the reason players do this naturally is because generally a guy who is, let's just say, a player, he's got five girls, let's just say that, that he's kind of talking to, right? So he's naturally non-reactive because he doesn't really care if he messes up with this girl because... Right. You know, he's got other ones, right? He's naturally certain, right? Because he is, he, he's so confident from having five other girls that of course he thinks this girl's going to want to hang out with him. He takes a claim, right? He's got, he's got, he does a lot of these things naturally and it causes a lot of reactions, right? W- women chase him because he has options. He's not texting her back right away. All these things that kind of mess with her head a little bit. And when women do it to us, it messes with our head a little bit. He's doing these things naturally, right? So to say, well, he doesn't have integrity, you know, unfortunately, it's true. Sometimes guys without integrity will score and sometimes they'll make a lot of money, right? There's plenty of businessmen without integrity. One of my favorite books, a book called Lonesome Dove, where there was two characters, Jake Spoon, he was this, this, it took place in like the cowboy times. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so the book was even better. The book book was great. And uh, Jake Spoon is like the ladies man, right? And he's kind of like, you know, all the girls love him. And then there's another character, Gus. And it's very similar. It's like when the war comes, right? Or the Indians start massacring people. It's like Jake Spoon, the ladies man, pussies out. And like, you know, he just, he finally gets his his, his due, right? And Gus steps up and and it kind of like, you know, going back to that, your real self comes out, right? So these guys with that integrity, yeah, they can make a lot of money. They can date a lot of women, but eventually it costs them, right? Whether it costs them with a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar divorce settlement, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like they right. eventually, eventually it costs them. So I think that's the only, you can't, you know, I wish I can say, Hey, if you don't have integrity, the guys without integrity are going to be broke and they're not, but 
you know, life doesn't work that way, but eventually it usually comes back to them. And that's like the little appease that we can get out of it. Yeah, the little silver lining that's there. I, I agree with you. Okay, let's go to the final trait. The final trait is just, and, and this was more specific to older guys, but it, but it's, it's true for younger guys. Well, it's like the idea of, of quiet power, right? Of being able to take care of things without having to project that you're going to do it. A lot of guys, and, and I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday that a lot of times the more a person talks, you know, especially um, like, for instance, like hiring contractors, right? One of the things I've learned hiring contractors is when a contractor comes over, the more he talks, the less I know he's going to be able to to take care of it, right? He sell, Me too. Sells himself, and I'm like, this guy, I'm going to get screwed. And you still fall. I still fall for and hire the good talking contractor, but I always know I'm going to get I'm going to get screwed, right? Whereas the guy, you know, then you meet the other contractors who it's like they they figure something out, they get it done, they don't sit there and tell you all the things they're going to do. They just get it done. And a lot of times, like that, as a guy, for especially in this, like I said, this was more older guys. It's like when you don't have to go. Oh my God, I know so much about cars. I can, I can help you with your car and all that. It's like, well, you don't have to say all that. But when her tire goes flat, you get out of the car and you change it, right? You don't have to sell yourself in all these things, but you take a hold of situations, right? You, you step up when those situations arise. Like I mentioned, you know, in that, in that video, if a lot of times women will be complaining about their food at a restaurant, but they're, they're kind of a shit, you know, they don't, they don't want to send it back, right? Well, you don't have to make a big deal of it, but you can step up and go, Hey, you know, call the waiter. And she, she really, she ordered this steak rare and this is well done. Can you just cook her another one? Like just not, not being a dick to the waiter, nothing like that, but do the things that she doesn't want to do, right? Cause a lot of chemistry comes from when you're allowing her to be feminine, right? You're allowing her to take the feminine role and you take the masculine role. That's really where chemistry occurs the most, right? Unfortunately, a lot of guys take that feminine role. Like, well, the waiter, I don't know if we sent it back, the waiter might spit in our food or he might not like us. And like that, that's like the feminine role, you know, killing spiders, you know, is if a girl doesn't like spiders, kill the spider. Don't go, oh my God, I, I don't like spiders either. You kill it. Like right. step up. But you know, guys think sometimes they think they're getting rapport with her, right? If a girl's like, I don't, I don't like sports. And the guy's, oh my God, I don't like sports either. Might be true, but sometimes a woman is just saying she doesn't like sports or she acts like she doesn't know anything about sports because that's the feminine role, right? She wants you to, you know, cars, men, or even if you don't know anything about cars, like learn a little bit so that you can take that role, right? If a woman's car has a sound, as the man, she kind of expects that you're going to know a little bit more than she does. So areas like that, you know, develop that quiet power, you know, develop the ability to solve problems. Well, oh, so what are five topics that you would say that men should know a little bit about to impress women right now? Because I think everybody has some time on their hands where they could research how to do things, watch a few YouTube videos on how to do things. What would five things be? So you mentioned cars, like fixing things around the house. What are some things that guys can be knowledgeable in? Yeah. One of the things I would say is like be three-dimensional, right? So one of the things I like to tell guys is like, because some guys really are masculine rise, right? Some guys are into cars and fixing up the house and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, if, if she sees you that way, also have some other things, right? Also let her find out that you're actually really well read, you know, so that you, you know stuff about things like outside of that, right? right? On the other hand, if you're a guy like me, I'm, I'm really not handy, you know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> like that. So I have to consciously go, all right, I know that I've got to learn a little bit about cars Another thing is just money, right? The stock market, like understanding like what bonds are and stocks are and, and like why the interest rate affects things, right? Because like 
that's sort of a manly thing, right? As, as, a, as a head of a household, a lot of times, mm-hmm. like these are things you need to know as the man and women, they don't pay attention as much. Some women, some women love, you know, finances, but a lot of them don't. So when they see that, like you, you understand all this, like all this talk about the fed and all that sort of stuff. To me, that's a manly trait, right? When, to and, me, and that's a, a manly guys, trait as well. Like I'm a very yeah. alpha woman, but there are certain things in my mind where I'm like, no, you're supposed to know how to do that. Like you're supposed to know how to fix the toilet if it breaks or yeah. at least be able to call the plumber that <laughs> can do it. Or you're supposed to, exactly, with finances. Like my husband does all the accounting for our household. Could I do it? Absolutely. But for some reason, it's not even on my plate. Like it's not in my mind that it's on my plate. It's something that's his responsibility. So that is funny that you said that. Yeah, I think that um, finances is something that a lot of guys, you know, they have to become sort of a financial adult and be able to at least speak the language because if you can, it just shows like, especially if you're older, right? The older you are, the more important that is. So household stuff, cars, finances, all that sort of stuff, you definitely want to have a grasp of because they are masculine related things, things that women expect you to, to have a handle on. Yeah. Well, so I I will say, so I remember the first time that my husband and I went on a road trip with each other and we did get a flat tire and I've never had a flat tire before. And he pulled over and he knew how to change a tire. And I was like, this is the sexiest thing ever. It took him three hours to do. It wasn't like (laughs) like, boom, 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 but he was able to do it. And I thought that was extremely attractive. I'd never had a man do that in front of me before. So it was a huge turn on for me. So I loved it. I love all these five traits. Let's just go over the five traits again, as we're going to wrap up this show, because my battery's about to die on my computer and we're nearing the 50-minute mark. So it was certainty, claim, integrity, non-reactive, quiet power. Yeah, I love those. I think they're absolutely amazing. And that, so for, that's what, what I have right now. Quiet, quiet power, power. I, I know. That's a fucking word. <laughs> I know. Well, Bobby's been doing such a great job. And I so I, I think that those five traits are extremely powerful. And sometimes these, you know, they can be difficult to own on your own. But even just knowing them and remembering them can really help you in those moments with women. And if you do want further information on how to own those five traits, then I definitely suggest you find out more about Bobby. Um, And I have a special link for people who are listening. If they want to go to winggirlmethod.com slash Bobby Rio 5, and they can find out more about Bobby there. But Bobby, thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us. It was fantastic. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always uh, great jumping on these things with you, Marnie. Yeah. And Kristen, thank you for shutting up and not throwing in your little digs every two seconds. Perfect. Amazing show today. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) And if anybody wants some work on their banter skills and on their online profiles, especially right now, I highly suggest going to check out Kristen's website, which is uh, kristenandchill.com. I've probably sent over like 10 people to you this week because right now is when people need that most. And that is not an area of expertise for me. Yeah, but new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We are still going to be putting out fresh content while this quarantine is happening. We would be silly if we didn't because what else have we got to do? But everybody stay safe, stay healthy, keep a distance, please, so that the rest of us don't have to stay in here for longer than we need to. But we'll see you next week. 